It is great. We are here on Christmas Eve. Welcome to all of you. We are so happy that you are here as we are. We've been in this series called Hark, you know, with the whole song right there, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, because from the mouths of angels, as we look into these texts, these parts of the scriptures of the Bible that are the words of the angel, and it's amazing of how, how much of this story, the birth of Christ, the coming of the Messiah, you have so much angelic involvement in these words from angels in the midst of this. And we've looked at words to Mary and Joseph and others, and tonight we look into this good news from the angels to these shepherds. And so I want you, as we're about to read this passage, I want you to get yourself into the mindset of the shepherds. Okay, you are a shepherd. So as we read this, get, get in their point of view. You're out, you're doing your job, you're doing your thing, and then all of a sudden you're interrupted. And so let's look into then uh, Luke 2, 8 to 20. We just read 1 through 7, and we sang this song, and then we'll read Luke 2, 8 to 20 here. It says this, In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he was laying in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as had been told them. Okay, so you have this whole moment where these angels come and appear before these shepherds as they're out minding their flocks. And what we see, which is what happens all the time with angels, is that everybody freaks out. So the first words most often with angels is this, is do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. They've got to calm everybody down. Like, just listen. Just listen, all right? I've got something for you. You see this here. It says, the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, which I think that's the part that's really scaring them. And then it says they were terribly frightened. But the angel says to them, do not be afraid. And you imagine these shepherds are just out there doing their job. They're at work. They're trying to do their thing. And then they're suddenly interrupted. And I, I think that what these shepherds were actually doing, it's interesting, you know, they're, they're out there and their flocks are just kind of grazing. They're pasturing their flocks. And, and it's, it says they're doing this at night. 
Now, this is a little clue that maybe this actually, this whole story occurs in a warmer season than we do with kind of, you know, the Christmas trees and snow and all that. But I have been in Israel in a, in a snowstorm in the winter, and it really does snow in Jerusalem and Bethlehem. So that, that could be a thing. But this probably took place in a warmer season. What's also, I think, really interesting is that they were taking care of these flocks that were very likely the temple flocks. Bethlehem is really close to Jerusalem, which is where the temple was, where they would sacrifice these sheep, these lambs, they would sacrifice them to atone or to cover for their sins. That their shed blood of these sheep would be what would forgive their sins for that year. And so they would have to raise a lot of these flocks. And so probably really likely is that these these shepherds are taking care of sheep that are being raised for the purpose of being sacrificed for the forgiveness of sins. And they're interrupted while doing that to find out about Jesus, the Lamb of God, that would ultimately be sacrificed for all of our sins. So think about these guys. I mean, like I said, they're just, they're at work. And then all of a sudden, boom, you've got just angels or, you know, right there around them. And they're kind of freaked out. Imagine this sort of thing, you know, if you're at your job, you're at your cubicle, you're kind of, you know, you're doing your, your thing, whatever that might be. And then all of a sudden, just angels come. It's like, how do you respond in that sort of setting? What are you supposed to do if you're on the job site and you're just trying to do your job and then all of a sudden, boom, angels appear and you're all freaked out. And so the angels just say, don't be afraid. It's okay. Well, we're not scared. We're good. You know, hey, everything's fine. Uh, you know, and then you've got kids. This is probably more what your job looks like, right? And so for most of you at least, and you're at school and imagine just being at school and then all of a sudden, boom, there's angels and you're all falling back out of your desks and just freaking out. And the angels have to calm you down and say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. We bring good news of great joy. I love that phrase. I love this phrase in the Bible because it's not just good news, but good news of great joy. This is something to celebrate. This is something that will fill our hearts with a, a deep sense of fulfillment and joy in the Lord. This is it. This is the ultimate good news. When we say the gospel, maybe you've heard us, like you've heard in church or you've heard people say the gospel of Jesus, that means the good news, the good news of him. And it is good news of great joy. And it says this, the angel says, I bring you good news of great joy, not just for you, but which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there's been born for you a savior who is Christ the Lord. That this good news is about Jesus. It's about this one that has been born. Now, when I think about good news, you know, you got to kind of think about bad news versus good news. And, you know, we can get bad news, like if you get called in for work tomorrow on Christmas Day, that's bad news, right? I mean, you don't want that. Uh, You know, there's all sorts of, um, like, just hard bad news that we can get. But this time of year, I think about bad news, and I think about bad gifts, Getting a bad gift is like really bad news. And I don't know, how do you do with this? Like, how do you do with getting a bad gift? For, for me, it's the ultimate struggle. I have to just like become a professional actor in that moment, right? And you get this gift that's terrible. And you're just like, <laughs> keep the smile. It's so great. Thank you. What's one specific reason I would actually want this? Let me try and say that out loud. You know, it's that sort of a moment where you're trying to just be a good recipient of a terrible bad gift. Well, here's a few bad gifts that I'm not sure how these people responded. This guy said, I got a wooden pop-out playset from my aunt. Recommended age was two to four. I was 14. <laughs> that's, 
That's a bummer of a bad gift. And how do you just actually act grateful in the midst of that moment? Uh, this one was, uh, this guy says, I'd left some video games in my mom's room. She found them and assumed my dad had bought them as Christmas gifts for me. So for Christmas, I got my own games. Thanks, mom. You know, <laughs> so happy for this. This is great. All right, this next one's a little edgy, so, you know, come on the journey with me. Uh, this wasn't my gift, but this was the most awkward situation ever. So a few years ago, my grandma had her legs amputated. Don't feel bad, he says. Since then, her health has improved a ton. I still feel bad, okay? Like, I don't know. It's just, I still feel bad. But he says, anyway, last Christmas, my aunt bought her socks. It was so awful, he says. I mean, that's, that's really bad. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much as bad as it gets. But I got one more. So this one says, I had mentioned to my uncle one year that I wish I could grow a beard like his. So come Christmas time, my uncle hands me the present he got me. I unwrap it, and what do you know? It's his beard in a Ziploc bag. Yes. You could think of that as a bad gift, or you could think of that as an awesome uncle, right? I mean, that guy is cool. I like this uncle. <laughs> I like the way he rolls. Uh, my kids, I promise, I didn't shave and give that to you for Christmas. Um, but, you know, these are, these are bad gifts. Uh, but we know that we actually have bad news that's, that's real. Bad news that's actually hard. And bad news that can be lost, bad news that are huge life struggles that we go through. But we know that in all of that, that Jesus brings good news of great joy in the midst of the really hard stuff. In the midst of the really bad news of our lives. The stuff that each one of you know about that you have in your own life that's hard. Jesus comes into that and brings good news of great joy in the middle of it. And so imagine, though, you're in the midst of whatever your day-to-day life is, the struggles you have, the work stuff, whatever it might be for you, and you're interrupted by these angels, and they tell you, we have the secret to eternal peace for everyone. Go and see it. You're going to respond like these shepherds do, I think. If you really believe this, you're going to respond. What they do, it says, they go straight to Bethlehem. They hurry into the town to find out what this is all about. What is this good news of great joy? Who is this child? We want to see. I want to ask you, when was the last time that you dropped everything for something? When have you heard about something that you were just willing to drop everything for? It's this. It's what we're talking about tonight. This is worth dropping everything for. It is the good news and the message of Jesus Christ. There's this awesome quote by a guy named Carl Henry. It says this, The early church, so the church that established right after this time of Christ, the early church didn't say, Look what the world is coming to. They said, Look what has come into the world. Because it's so easy for all of us in this day and age, in this world we live in, just to be like, oh, look what this world is coming to. We're so, like, divided. We have so many things going wrong. Look what the world is coming to. And Jesus wants us to think, look what has come into the world. It's him. 
the solution, the key to all of like, the struggles that we have, all of the bad news, is Jesus. And he is coming to the world. And so that is the good news of great joy. That is what the gospel is. Is that God himself came and was born into human flesh. That God himself came down and was born as this vulnerable baby. God did that. And then God himself, Jesus, as this human being in this human form, he lived the perfect life that we couldn't live. Because you see, all of us have sinned. Every single one of us have sinned. We have done wrong in the eyes of God. We have gone against the ways of God as commanded in his word. And the consequence for that is death and eternal separation from God. That we all are to pay that price. But what's so amazing about God is that as he came into earth to live that perfect life, and he did, and then he went willingly upon the cross, and he died upon the cross, taking the sin of you and me, taking the penalty for that sin, the cost, upon himself. And he took it, and he bore it for all of us. And then he was buried, and then on the third day, he rose again back to life in power and victory over sin, over death, so that we can have victory and eternal life forever with him. That is the gospel. And the amazing way that all of this is expressed at Christmas time is you think about gifts. You think about gifts that we give to one another and Often we, we think about, like, why do we do this? Well, maybe the wise men, as they gave gifts to Jesus, and we give gifts to each other. But I think of this, our forgiveness, our salvation, what Jesus gives to us is a free gift. He says, simply believe. Here, I offer this to you as a free gift. I paid the price for you. It's a free gift now for you. Simply receive it. Just like you would of every good gift that you are offered. And it's not hard to put on a happy face about it. That you've been offered this gift from Jesus. And so your role, your job is to simply receive it. And he says in this passage, the angel says that he comes and he brings peace on earth. He comes and brings peace on earth for all. And, and you think, okay, well, who is this peace on earth for? It says, for those upon whom his favor rests, for those with whom he is well pleased. Well, how, how do we become one of those that he is well pleased with? It's simply to receive the gift, to receive the gift that he offers you. He says, here, I offer you this gift, receive it. Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's the message of Christmas. That's the message of Easter. That's the message of the entire word of God. That God has come. God has come. And he wants you to receive what he offers you. And so our response is, as we look into this, is we see that some wondered in this passage. Some, like Mary, pondered and then treasured. Some praised. But all of them received. So I want to ask you, would you receive this gift tonight that Jesus Christ offers to you? That he came and bought himself. I want you to consider that tonight if you never have. I want you to pray through that tonight if you never have. And what I'd love for you to do as, as you do pray through that is to be able to tell us. Because we want to walk alongside with you. 
And so there's this thing called the card. It's on the back of the seat there in front of you. And it could just be what you could respond with. If this is God has been tugging at your heart in this moment, and you kind of don't know what to do with it, I'd ask you just to put your name and contact number on there and mark that, made that first-time decision, and then drop it in the offering as we receive that here in just a moment. And that could be the gift that you drop in tonight. So let me pray for you in this moment as we receive our offering, but for you as maybe you are considering receiving the gift that Jesus offers. Let's pray. Almighty God, we, we thank you so much that you came down to live as one of us and that you did live that perfect life and that you did die upon the cross to pay the price and that you did come back to life again in power and victory, Lord. So I pray for each person in this room now that has not received that gift, that has not said, yes, I believe Jesus. Would you just say in your heart now, yes, I believe Jesus. Yes, I receive this gift. Thank you. And then, Lord, as we give to you tonight, may it just be uh, an act of worship and gratitude that says, Lord, we love you. And so we give to you out of love, out of joy, and out of worship to you who have given us so much. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.